The deputy speaker, who's also over the age of 60, says he has registered to be vaccinated and reminded other MPs in the same category to do the same. All of us, we need you across all political parties to be doing this important work. It is important for reasons that because of this interface, our interaction, including amongst ourselves, that we reduce the possibility of us getting the the virus, and if it does, to reduce the possibility of it being severe and or killing us. Let's take action. It's important. Uh, We are public representative. We must always be exemplary and inform those in our communities, in our neighborhoods, in our municipalities, in our provinces to do the same. However, the FF Plus leader Peter Grunewald has reiterated his earlier stance against taking the vaccine. He says he has reservations due to past side effects of the flu vaccine. It has always been my view that vaccination against the COVID-19 must be based on the free choice of each and every individual. Everybody knows the specific circumstances of his or her health. In my specific case, I will not take uh, the vaccination because previously I took a normal flu injection and the effects were very negative in my specific case. Therefore, I will not take the vaccination because I'm not sure about the effect it will have on my health at this moment. The ACDP leader Kenneth Mishwe says he will not break family tradition by taking vaccines. He says he will therefore not register to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Mishwe says a similar question on vaccination was asked to him around March and April last year, and his answer remains the same. And my answer was, no, I will not receive any vaccination. It has been our family tradition that once we are adults, we do not accept vaccinations. My parents spoke against it. My father never took one to my knowledge, he said, actually. My mother did not do it. And as we grew up as children also, we did not take vaccinations, except when we were very young. But uh, as adults now, we will not do it because I am not prepared to break our family tradition. So the simple answer is no. Another MP who's over the age of 60 is the NFP's Ahmed Sheikh Imam, who confirmed that he has registered to be vaccinated. He is encouraging all other eligible candidates to do the same. Yes, indeed. I am also a candidate for the vaccines and I have registered to participate in the vaccine rollout in the country and awaiting confirmation from the National Department of Health when indeed they will be ready for me to actually be vaccinated. And I want to encourage all people, particularly those the most vulnerable people in the country, to take their vaccines in order to be able to prevent you know, any further infections. And we know that particularly those with comorbidities in South Africa have borne the brunt of COVID-19 and unfortunately many, many of them succumb to the COVID-19 virus. Meanwhile, the Anglican Archbishop of Southern Africa, Tabo Mahoba, who's also 60, is urging citizens over 60 to register for COVID-19 vaccinations.
Makhoba says he has lost his eldest sister, Martha Makhoba Nkwana, a retired nurse who died of coronavirus complications in Gauteng on Thursday evening. He says a sister who recently celebrated her 80th birthday contracted the virus after attending a family traditional wedding ceremony in Soweto. Makhoba says Martha was a nurse for many years and taught nursing at Baragwanath Hospital and Wirtz University. The Anglican Archbishop has this message. Even in the midst of this pain and loss, I want to urge those who are over 60 to register to be vaccinated and to be vaccinated to avoid the possible scourge of what Gauteng is seeing at the moment and the increased numbers of coronavirus. My sister lived in Shawela in Soweto and went to a wedding a feast where other family members also contracted the virus. Let us continue to sanitize, keep social distancing, wear masks and where possible avoid super spreading places. When he delivered his budget vote speech on Thursday afternoon, Health Minister Zuelim Kize told MPs that 130 sites for the public sector have been identified for the second phase of vaccinations. And that report by Mercedes Besant. Meanwhile, there are growing calls to allow the private sector to run with the vaccination project as they see fit. Ground-up editor and former policy director at the Treatment Action Campaign, Nathan Geffen, has warned against micromanaging the rollout program. He now joins us for further details. A very good morning to you, Mr. Geffen. How do you see this uh, Phase 2 rollout program as announced last night? Hi, Albert. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Good. I'm I'm a little bit worried about it, uh, but it's early days. Uh, The the problem is that there's a huge task ahead. Uh, In order to reach the target of 40 million people vaccinated by February 2022, government would have to vaccinate in the region of 140,000 people a day, starting today, every day of the week until the end of February next year. Hmm. It, it's, we, we've never done something on that scale um, with a vaccination yes. program. So, so, so why so, do you think then yeah. that micromanaging that rollout by the health department will not result in the massive vaccinations for people who need to be vaccinated? I think it's extremely unlikely. Um, the, the, one of the big problems, of course, is, I think is the voucher system. Uh, people are struggling to use it. Uh, the, the uptake of the voucher system uh, in people over the age of 60 is quite poor. And uh, why do we need it? Um, you know, every rational adult um, has exactly the goal of the program in mind, which is to get vaccinated once if you're going to get the Johnson & Johnson one or twice if you're going to get the Pfizer, Pfizer vaccine. Um, there's no perverse incentive there. If people want to get vaccinated, make it easy for them. So, uh, for example, the Department of Health could set up uh, vaccination booths uh, for when people collect their old age grants. They could make sure that uh, vaccines get immediately to every single old age home in the country. They don't have to worry about people having ID documents and, and signing up to the system. They should also give the vaccines to pharmacies and to GPs who have experience vaccinating people for flu. Um, so, you know, they know what they're doing as pharmacies and GPs. Let them vaccinate people. It will save government a lot of trouble down the line and it will help us get rid of the vaccines as quickly as possible.
You also argue that the Johnson & Johnson vaccines should be managed and distributed differently. Kindly explain to us. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be dogmatic about that, but um, it's certainly an easier vaccine to, to administer. It's only one dose. It doesn't have to be stored at the temperatures that the, that the Pfizer vaccine um, is stored at. So give the Johnson and, use the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for um, in, in situations where people are going to be harder to track down uh, to come back for their second dose. Uh, the Pfizer vaccine probably makes uh, good sense for sending to uh, general practitioners uh, and pharmacies who've got the regular patients who, can, who, who they know will come back for the second dose. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned 130,000 people to be vaccinated daily from, from day one, yeah. from today. So do we as a country have the infrastructure as well as the human capacity, the human resource available to, to, to make those numbers? Well, that, that, that's a question. It's, it's too early to know the answer to that. I mean, it, it, it does seem like a very daunting task. But, you know, even if we get to 20 million uh, by February next year, it'll be impressive. Um, and, and in order to do that, government has to, the Department of Health has to let go. It has to trust people to, uh, to, to be able to do the right thing, to get vaccinated. Uh, you know, people aren't going to try and uh, get vaccinated twice in general. Um, they're not going to try and score extra vaccinations. There's no incentive to do that. So, so why control the process closely? So, so doctors, clinics and pharmacies, you think, can make a difference? Absolutely. All Absolutely. Right. That's where we got to leave it. Thank you. That was Ground Up Editor and former policy director of the Treatment Action Campaign, Nathan Geffen.